on all fronts. Perfect. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Another episode of Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. This is Heidi. And I'm Stefan. And we are so excited that you decided to join us today. Yeah. So Heidi, how was your week? Tell me all about it. <laughs> uh, my week was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, I actually learned to play one of my favorite songs on the guitar. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> okay. It wasn't exactly a very difficult song, but it was still an amazing feat for me. I don't call my I don't consider myself musically inclined aside from being able to memorize lyrics pretty quickly, but I was very proud of myself. Okay, what song was it that you learned? <laughs> you know the good old classic Wisconsin Death Trip by Static X. Well, you have to play it for me sometime. No. <laughs> <laughs> you did teach me a little bit of sugar. A little bit. Yeah, but it's too fast for me. I I, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, other than that, everything was fine. Um, my kids were away this weekend at the ex-in-laws and that was nice. Um, but I also missed them a hell of a lot. So maybe you not send them away for so long again. <laughs> um, it's nice to have them back. My daughter turned 16, which is fucking insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she's a fucking great kid and I don't know. If I talk about it, I'm going to get emotional All right, well, and let's feel move old. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for coming with me to the, uh, cinem- what is it? What was it called? The Cinematic Void yesterday for the triple feature yeah, at the Egyptian. That was great. We got to see three movies yeah. back to back to back. Do you remember which ones they were? Yeah. Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Waxworks. Waxwork. Oh, is it Waxwork? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Waxwork and The Beyond. The Beyond. And uh, that was great. It was a great time. I'm glad we went. Yeah. It was really awesome. I absolutely love going to the events there. Well, for the horror events anyway. They do a lot of other older movies as well, but I definitely like the horror versions um, or the horror nights. The triple feature was amazing. Um, and I, uh, I, I do wish more women would go, but I'll honestly... I love there not being a line in the women's restroom. Like, I counted another handful of women. So come on, ladies, let's get going. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, there was uh, one of the actresses from um, Waxwork. From Waxwork. Yeah. Uh, she was there. Um, she actually was one of like the better the better characters in that movie. Uh, she's the actress who played China. Was her name Jennifer something? Um, yeah, I don't remember. Michelle or something like that. Michelle Johnson or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but she played China in the movie Waxwork and she was great. And she has like this one of the best lines ever that I love. And it's, um, uh, how does it go? It goes, I do what I want when I want, dig it or fuck off, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> she was hilarious. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. I mean, I'd never been to that Egyptian theater before, and that was cool, too. So, um, yeah, looking yeah. forward to going back maybe another time, see a couple more movies. Well, I would have liked to have gone to the Arrow this, uh, well, today, today's Easter Sunday. They were showing Donnie Darko, which I haven't seen. Yeah, that's not really a horror movie, but it's it's a good movie. Uh, I don't know what to consider. Well, it seems pretty cool. Um, yeah. Today... We are going to talk about one of the best movies of all time. I mean, it's fact. 
Okay. Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 version. Of course, it was remade by Tom Savini. But today we're going to speak specifically about the George Romero 1968 classic, which is the birth of the of the phrase "They're coming to get you, Barbara." <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, it better. <laughs> uh, did I do it? No, no, oh. not at all. <laughs> well. Anyways. Yeah, really quick. Night of the Living Dead, directed by the legendary George Romero. It came out in 1968. And what I found interesting right off the bat was that it was made for like just over $100,000. And it made over $800,000. It's like one of the most successful independent movies ever. Really? Yeah. So um, I'm excited about it. Have you seen this movie before? Well... I thought I did, but then I guess I didn't. You had seen the remake. No, I don't think I've even seen that. Maybe I have. To be honest with you, yeah, there's a bunch of movies that I think I've seen, but then when I start watching them, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead. So what I remember is that this is a zombie movie, and I feel like that when I saw parts of it or whatever, it was in color. But immediately I knew that that wasn't the right movie since this was in black and white. Well, it wasn't The Wizard of Oz. Right. It wasn't Wizard of Oz. This isn't going to start out in black and white. And then turn color. Right. Um, okay. So. Didn't you also say that it was, um, was kind of like a, I don't know, a new for the what am I trying to say? Like it was a different horror movie because it was like the transition from the classic monsters. Oh yeah. To... So what I, you know, it, it's, it seems to be the, the threshold from monsters being the bad guys to bad guys actually being human and in human form. And while there were definitely other movies, you know, like that depict people as the bad guys the horror monsters the ones that truly were horrific were from you know otherworldly ungodly uh figures and this kind of pushed everything towards fuck people are fucked up too so it kind of was um a, a transition a lot of people weren't really thrilled with it i think roger ebert called it like uh, disgusting as yeah. Robert Ebert, I think comes Robert Roger Ebert comes up a lot as <laughs> <laughs> comes out a lot in our in our in our reviews of these movies because he uh, hated the genre. It seems like like yeah. there was aside from um, the changeling, know? aside from the changeling, which he saw, he said was amazing. Um, a lot of the things that we watch here at Ice Cream Parlor. Um, he's not a big fan of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about, right, because this being such a, well, an older movie, like they don't reference the zombies as zombies. And when did that word actually come into well, like, that's kind of like um, a tradition in all zombie undead movies is you don't say the word zombie. Right. So then who came up with the word zombie? And is that in a dictionary? Like, why the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> I'm just know. saying, like, I, um, I never thought about it before because we always say, oh, it's a zombie movie. Um, but the thing is, like, when did somebody first come up with the term zombie? And z the zombie always refers to something that's uh, like a living dead, right? Like, yeah, well, it's 
undead. It's something living, that yeah, has right, been reincarnated. reincarnated somewhat, right. you know, appropriate for Easter. <laughs> I mean, I'm not religious and I'm not knocking anybody who is, but it's I like am. zombie Jesus, right? <laughs> um, so uh, the movie, one of my favorites. Um, it, when, when I told you about it, I, you thought it was the Tom Savini remake. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. I was thinking somewhere in the 70s or 80s or so. I didn't realize it was 1968. And then I was thinking about this, like, Wizard of, I don't know when Wizard of Oz came out, but I remember, like... The Sound of Music. Yeah, they were, like, the 60s, right? Like, yeah. Mary Poppins and all those kind of movies, right? So, um, they were musicals and happy and, and all, you know, and like you said, as far as movie monsters, like, your, your classic Dracula and, and, uh... Frankenstein and all that like they they were horror movies and they were depicting you know um, they were the bad guys yeah they were the bad guys and it was the scary like um, I guess the boogeyman kind of thing you know um, but then yeah this is a whole nother uh, it's a whole nother ball game now the the dead are coming back to life but anyways, that's why I was just was wondering when they when did we start using the term zombie and who came up with that term? You know, like it's just something to think about. Well, what is of all of the movies you have seen? What is your what's currently aside from Night of the Living Dead? Let's say, what is your current favorite zombie movie? Ah, uh, so I'm not a huge fan of the zombie phenomenon. Like, I guess in my opinion. I, I thought that the uh, 28 days or 28 weeks later, whatever, those were kind of... I think 28 kind of, weeks later is a Sandra Bullock movie. Or is that 28 days later? No, it's tw there's two. There's it's <laughs> 28 days later and then there's 28 weeks later or something like that. There's a yeah, part no, one there and is part a, two. There is a zombie movie. It's a guy that comes out of the hospital and he's in a hospital gown walking through a apocalyptic zombies yeah, zombie. yeah 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 i mean that one was cool. the zombies were all fast and they you know kind of more scary than uh, you know the whole rather than the sluggish kind of slow moving zombies um i don't know like i i see i'm trying to think about it right now like i don't even know i can't name another zombie movie off the top of my head um but anyways what's one's what's yours <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your favorite zombie movie. Jeez, no pressure now. Um, I like the Resident Evil series, but I think it's more nostalgia factor because I grew up with the video game. Yeah, see, I didn't like the movie because I liked the video game. and Well, I like them both. I think they both can exist independently. And if you would have named it something that wasn't Resident Evil, it still would have been good. Um, that, that, that's, I, a, that's a different, like, that's a pretty good. Uh, also, I had a huge crush on Michelle Rodriguez. It was just this thing. Um Wait, but, but then she wasn't in the first one. Michelle Rodriguez? Are you fucking kidding me? She was in the very first Resident she Evil. She was in. She was Rain, and she was the one who gets bit towards the end. Oh right, whatever. I just see. That's what I mean. I, I, the whole thing is they didn't have the giant snake in it. In Resident Evil, the video game, you have to fight this gigantic snake that is in the house. And <laughs> they never had the snake, but they also didn't have like the main character. And it was like the different part of the story, you know, that Mia Jojovic's character was somebody else. So I like those. I do love Night of the Living Dead, the original. I do love the entire uh, 70s version. Let's call them Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, all of those. I just like zombie movies in general. Um, I did watch 
The Walking Dead for a while. And then after a while, I just stopped watching it. I think maybe for a couple seasons now I haven't. Um, World War Z. A lot of people didn't like that movie. I kind of dug it. It was pretty cool. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a scene with the vending machine that kind of gets me every time. Um, but I also read the book, World War Z, and the uh, Zombie Survival Guide. Um, and there's one thing that, um, they mentioned in the zombie survival guide and they say, you know, one good way to protect yourself is to destroy your staircase and stay upstairs. But how the fuck do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, so that was, um, I mean, I kind of just dig them. I don't have a favorite. Um, if I did have a favorite, it would be Night of the Living Dead. I know which one's my favorite. Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite zombie movie. I like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go rewatch this thing and um, we'll be right back. All right. You want to get the popcorn? I'm so fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Night of the Living Dead, we happen to have it, but it's available on Apple uh, TV or Apple iTunes or whatever the fuck. Um, you can also find it on Amazon Prime. All right. All right. So um, we'll be right back. to get you, Barbara. All right, we are back. All right. That was great. I'm so proud of you. You didn't fall asleep. <laughs> what makes you think I'd fall asleep? Um, past experience? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Night of the Living Dead. One of my favorite zombie movies. Though it's not zombies. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. They don't call them zombies. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, None of the Living Dead, it's a black and white movie, as Stefan mentioned. Um, it is set in the 60s in um, rural Pennsylvania. Is that where it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, rural I, Pennsylvania. I didn't pay attention um, to that part. And it opens with um, Johnny and Barbara, who are brother and sister, mm-hmm. driving to their father's uh, grave as a you know their mother requested it so it's like 200 miles from their home and um they went to go put flowers on the grave so they um you know they're joking around doing whatever brother and sister bickering that they do and they finally find the um the plot right yeah yeah they just you know the johnny he's not very uh what's it called yeah, he's not enthusiastic he's not. about being there at all. Yeah, he just is like, come on, let's get this over and done with and get out of here. And um, Barbara, she's a little bit more into it. So when they pull up to the grave, what yeah. they do is uh, Johnny, suddenly the 
uh, you know, Barbara gets out of the car and goes walking towards the grave. And Johnny, in his locking up of the car, um, suddenly the radio starts to work again. And you hear this kind of like breaking news thing, but Johnny just turns it off and gets out and says to Barbara, hey, it wasn't the radio that was broken. The station seems to have been down, which was yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know that at the time, but it was important. Right. And, um, then, and it's also, um, you know, for I think for younger viewers, sometimes like some of the importance of those things can get overlooked because it's not that big of a deal anymore nowadays. I was not thinking about it at first, too. Like the radio was their like Internet. It was their communication. It was their Twitter or whatever you want to call it, you know, so like. At first, I was thinking like, oh, what's the big deal? They were the, obviously they were like realizing that the radio had been out. So that's why he was like, oh, it came back on. You know, like I think today you just turn off the car and you don't even think twice about the radio. Uh, you know, um, I uh, I had a, so before I got my car now, I had this Chevy and the radio wouldn't work. And I had to download a radio app for it just so that I can get the radio to work. And then when I finally got this new car, the radio works. But now that that works, it has Bluetooth from my phone, so I never used a radio. But I was so excited to finally have a radio that works. Anyway, that's not important. Um, so while um, while Barbara puts the flowers on the grave and, and everything um, with Johnny, uh, she's trying to be respectful and tries to say a prayer. And Johnny starts teasing her about it and reminding her how he used to uh, tease her and scare her when they were little. And um, Barbara mo mentions to him that he hasn't been to church in a while. And he says, why should I go to church? And tells a story of how his, how his grandfather said, you'll be damned to hell when he scared Barbara one day. Yeah. And then that, you know, and then Barbara gets up and she starts walking back to the car, but she's visibly scared. And that's when Johnny starts fucking with her. And that's where the line comes in of. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yep. And that's where it goes. And there's, um, this guy in the distance that starts walking towards them. And yeah. so Johnny starts fucking with her and saying, here he comes, Barbara, here he comes, Barbara. <laughs> and he's like, um, and, and <laughs> the funny thing, Barbara goes, you're ignorant, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. I don't know why. I just, one of my favorite things. He was kind of moving pretty fast too. That's the first thing I noticed again, since I didn't watch this before even though I thought maybe I had at one point in time, like for the first introduction to zombies, like they were moving or this guy at least was moving a lot quicker than I expected. Maybe they hadn't introduced rigor mortis yet. <laughs> okay. So, um, the, so Johnny's fucking with her and then the guy gets closer and closer and Johnny's like, I'm going to run, run Barbara or something like that. And then she decides to walk past the guy and try to be polite and kind of apologize or something. But he fucking attacks her. Yeah. And then Barbara's like, oh, my God, Johnny, help me. And Johnny, being a good big brother, goes and tries to fuck up the guy. But in the kerfuffle, uh, Johnny falls over with the with the walker or whatever. The, what are we going to call him? The zombie. With I mean. the zombie. And <laughs> um, falls over and hits his head on a gravestone. Yeah, he kind of and bashes his head. And is pretty much fucking dead. So um, Barbara is shocked, but then she goes running to the car and the guy's chasing her and she runs, but she falls and she does something so smart that some people never do. She took off her fucking heels and started booking it to the car. Right, right. Um, she runs to the car. She locks up the doors and she's like, oh, fuck, Johnny has the car key. Has the car keys. And um, 
she uh then the zombie comes up and fucking uses tools like it's a smart zombie like he gets the rock and breaks the window open to try to get at her but she pulls the emergency brake she lets the car roll down the hill to get away from him and crashes into a tree and then after that she gets out and she runs towards oh, the house actually she she sees a guy when she was still locking the windows or not in doors wasn't there another guy no that was in the remake <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You can't confuse so now. She runs, Barbara runs and runs, and she finds this this house, this farmhouse. You know, just there's gas pumps there, there's a barn. But she runs to the house and tries to get help, and she's banging on the windows and the doors, and nobody's there. She finally goes back around. She's the guy, the, the zombie's still coming after her. Like, he's a persistent fast. Right, yeah. Persistent, fast, and yeah, he's not giving up. She runs into the house. Um, She... um. She finds a drawer with a knife because she walks in through the kitchen. She grabs a knife, which is smart of her, too. And she starts um, exploring the house. At the same time, she's also looking to see where the guy is um, or the zombie is. And, um, you know, she she goes and she looks she looks upstairs, too. And upstairs. Oh, right, right. There's That's a fucking right. dead yeah, body. There's a dead body up at the top of but the stairs. But it hadn't been reanimated at all yet. It was just Reanima- dead. Not reanimated. You mean uh, reincarnated. No. Reanimated? Yeah. Oh, is that how you use that word? You think? Uh, according to me, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so right. Um, so we're assuming that that's probably the owner of the house too, right? Right. And we're guessing that she offed herself um, in the head because she, that body never comes back to life. True. But it does look like that it's uh, the skull. Like maybe it had been... But the eye is still there. And it's still juicy. Because when when Barbara goes back down, like there's drops of blood that fall on her. Right. But do you think that somebody might have eat, like eaten the skin off of that? I don't know. I don't know. To me, I thought some, it looked like... But the doors were closed and zombies wouldn't close the door behind right. themselves. Well, I guess. Okay. I Either know. way, there's a corpse at the top of the stairs. She gets freaked out. She, she runs back down the stairs and... She tries to run out of the house and then there's all these zombies coming up to her. But then suddenly we see the high beams of a truck. And who comes uh, out is Ben. Yep. And Ben, only for the sake of this movie, because we'll have comments on it later, is a black man. And coincidentally enough... Uh, he knows how to fucking get rid of these fucking zombies. He realizes that they're still pretty fragile. They're as fragile as humans. Like, he just starts punching them to death. <laughs> and and using a a, t- um, a, tire a, a crowbar iron. on on them and, and figures out that, you know, they don't like fire and bright lights. So um, he yeah. kind why, of Why don't the they day. like fire? Do you think they feel pain? Do you think they still feel the burn? Feel the burn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's not get political. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, try. <laughs> um, I I don't know, but why do they come back to life? We don't know. No. So um, so anyway, um, there is uh, there's there's a point where he comes back inside and he you know he takes care of like all the zombies that are out there. Um, when Barbara was there, she realized that the phone didn't work. He checks them anyway. Um. But Ben handles the crap out of, like, ten zombies. Yeah. 
he also has a plan. Like he knows what he wants to do to try to board up the house to like mm-hmm. uh, kind of make torches and whatever, you know. At this uh, point, though, Barbara is like in shock. Like she's able to help him as minimally as possible. Right. Like she like she just saw her brother die. She just got chased by this fucking guy, attacked by a whole bunch of other guys. And she's in the house and she just saw a dead body. We don't know how we would react to that. But yeah, she, I guess so. but um, she does go from like, you know, she's super shocked very quickly. And, you know, that just shuts down, I guess. You know, yeah, we don't know how somebody would necessarily react to that. But, you know, Ben, you could say, has probably seen something similar. We don't know if he's lost a loved one, but he doesn't buckle under well, pressure. He um he boards up the house and um, kind of gets Barbara to help him a little bit as he's doing it. Uh, he boards up the house and um, then he starts sharing his story. And his story was he was in town and he was at a diner. And then he saw this truck full of zombies, you know, no, this truck swerving and swerving and as it get closer there's 12 of these zombies and it crashes and it catches on fire or something and then he goes back to see if someone in the diner can help him and nobody there is alive it's all these dead zombies so he kind of tells a story of you know how he ended up with the truck and then he drives and he's out of gas he sees those gas pumps um but then when um barbara tries to tell her story about johnny he's like just go away now or just calm down. Not letting her talk. I was like, what the shit? Let her fucking say your story. Yours. But he was like, no, no. And then, then that, but she's like sharing her story. And then Johnny, he wanted, you know, this, and then this guy grabbed me and he, and he, um, he was attacking me or whatever. And then, uh, he slaps her, right. Or he socks her one or the other and puts her on the couch and, uh, and continues to board up the house. At this point, Ben turns on the radio and gets a signal. And that's when he, you know, he's letting it play while he's um, taking care of the body upstairs and figuring out what else he can do. Yeah. He he burned a chair and tossed it out the front door at the zombies at one point in time, too. Yeah. um, I imagine to kind of either keep them at bay or keep them busy for a good while. Yeah. Um, Really, at this point, his plan is just to, uh, um, to wait it out. Yeah. That's kind of where we see the zombies, like, kind of be afraid of the fire i guess mm-hmm. that's why i noticed it the first right. time right and they were afraid of the high beams um from the truck because they threw rocks again using tools to take out the lights oh yeah yeah these guys were smart first generation zombies they had their wits still yeah yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely um they were a lot more advanced than some of the zombies we see later in in different zombie iterations um but it was pretty cool um to see them in kind of like a they're still human but not kind of state yeah um so then uh the radio show keeps repeating over and over again that there are this mass murders by unidentified assassins like as if it was like a pact or a cult or some bunch (laughs) of crazies that were just attacking people and then in the show it says that they were eating the people that they've killed mind you barbara's listening to this and her brother was just killed by one of these guys so now she must be thinking my brother just got eaten, which adds to her fucking... Right, but she's not saying a whole lot. So maybe she's thinking it all in her head. But um, I don't know. That I get it. But her that kind of character gets really annoying because I'm just kind of like zoned out. Um, but yeah, so so by this time, 
I know that he had the radio was on and all that, but um, so it's at this point when she's sitting on the couch that um, Ben comes back into that room and then pulls something, and then the door opens a little bit or shuts a little bit, and you can see that behind where that door opens, there's another door, hmm. and that door is locked. Right. That's the first time we see it. And that's the one that goes down to the basement. Yeah, but so uh, at this point, Ben is still looking. He's rummaging. He finds a closet. In the closet, he does a really sweet thing, even though he just decked Barbara. <laughs> he finds her a pair of shoes, because at this point, she's oh, barefoot. yeah, yeah. He finds her a pair of shoes, which is really sweet. And he was rewarded by the zombie gods with a shotgun and a bunch of shells. Yep. Yeah. So, he's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, taking care of everything else. And suddenly, Barbara hears noise from behind the wall. Because that door doesn't look like a door. It just looks like it's cut out. Um, and then she sees this hand come out of the door and she screams and Ben rushes to help her. And it's this fucking guy, Mr. Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. Fucking asshole. I hate that guy. He's yeah. like one of the worst characters ever. Yeah. So he's, um, you know, he identifies himself and, and there's another guy, what was his name? Tommy or something. I think and, so. And, um, who's like a young teenager and Mr. Cooper is like this older man and Ben comes and, and, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of figure out that they're not zombies. Yeah. But then is like, um, I, I could just, have used some fucking help. Yeah, he's pissed <laughs> off because he's like, oh, you, you knew we were up here. Yeah, you know. and he catches them lying because he's like, we didn't hear anybody up here. We didn't know somebody was up here. And then he says something like, "We all we heard was screaming, so it could have been anybody. It could be one of those monsters. And he's like, oh, so I thought you couldn't fucking hear me, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. I like how Ben talks to him. Yeah, he's, he doesn't let himself be um, dominated by this fucking guy, this wanker. This wanker, yeah. <laughs> um, so they figure out that they've been hiding down there. And in the cellar, it's Mr. Cooper and his wife and their child. Their child is, I don't know, like a 12-year-old little girl who um, who's sick all of a sudden. And then um, Tommy is a teenager and his girlfriend, Judy... Judith? June. Yeah, June. Something like that. Um, is also Judy. Judy. Judy, yeah. Judy. Judy is also downstairs. And so, um, so, you know, they start trying to figure out if they can work together. Mr. Cooper is like, yeah. oh, no, let's fucking wait downstairs. And Ben's like, you're a fucking idiot. If you go downstairs, there's nowhere to escape. Like, you're stuck down there. At least here, we can defend ourselves. There's food up here. There's, there's radio up here. You know, we can figure things out because radio was their internet, right? Um... And then uh, Mr. Cooper's being a fucking asshole. And then what does Ben tell him? I think Ben tells him, you can be the boss down there if you want to, but I'm the boss up here. And if you're going to go down there, right. you're not taking any of my food. You're not taking my radio. You're not taking anything. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how he, he you know, again, he was, he wasn't like letting anybody walk he was all large over. and in charge. Yeah. Because look, if, if I'm going to follow anybody, I'm following Ben because he at least looks like he wants to try to figure something out. He's not going to hide right. in yeah. a cellar. He's got the survivor's instinct. And I get that. I get the whole, um, you want to make sure your family's safe and protected, but you also can't put them in danger. And it's really, I can't imagine, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I don't know. I don't know that it's very easy to be like, okay, well, we're going to go out and fight and I might lose my family in the fight, or we're going to hide here and I'm going to lose my family because we're starving. Like there's two different things to consider. And while it must not have been a good, uh, easy decision for Mr. Cooper, he didn't have to be a fucking asshole about it. Yeah. Because he's he, like, I'm going downstairs and I'm taking that girl with me talking about Barbara. Like he fucking owned her. Well, and that's, that's why Ben was like, you're not fucking touching her. You leave her alone. Yeah. But he he's also just trying to think about his family. The thing is, he knows that his daughter doesn't stand a chance because 
she's sick or whatever, quote unquote. Um, which, by the way, not to jump into it, but as soon as I we got like closer to that point, I knew that that's where it was going. Well, okay, yeah, because yeah. it was sort of like at the. That's why I was thinking like, hmm, okay, well, this sort of set that up. But in many instances in movies newer, you know, like you know what we, to look for now. Yeah, I mean, you knew though she was going to turn, and then well, we'll get there. Or, <laughs> um. Okay. So then Mr. Cooper goes downstairs and um, Tommy and Judy stay upstairs and um, with Ben and Barbara. Um, then Mr. Cooper's downstairs and we see him, his wife interact and they yeah, hate each other. Th- yeah. But they're both concerned about their child. Yeah. And Mr. Cooper is so fucking dramatic with throwing things and just doing the harsh hands on the hips kind of huh, movements. And I'm like, oh my God, he's. Like yeah, he's he, he's just uh, an annoying, Throwing a hissy bit. Yeah, annoying kind of typical. Like, well, um, what's the dad's name from that '70s show? Red Foreman. Yeah, he's kind of like a. Well, he's like a he's Red like Foreman, a, but like a pussy. wussy, yeah, wussy, <laughs> pussy version of him. Yeah, because Red Foreman probably would have killed himself in zombies <laughs> without even realizing there was anything wrong with them. He would have yeah. just been annoyed with them. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, he mentions to them, "Oh yeah, they have. Oh no." Um, that they have a radio and she's pissed off at him because she's like, we know we, we need to go be up there. We need to be up there. And and then right at that point, um, Tommy tells them like yells at them through the door that they found a TV. Yeah. And that's when the wife is like, well, we're going to go up there. At least we got to see <laughs> yeah. what's going on. So um, they send Judy downstairs um, to stay with the daughter and they, and Mrs. Cooper goes upstairs and she tries to interact with Barbara, but Barbara is like catatonic. They get the TV down and, they see that this is happening everywhere. There's a militia that's been established to try to help people. And it's doing a pretty decent job of clearing areas, which is great because all they're fucking doing is shooting them in the head or setting and setting the bodies on fire. So if somebody dies, so we find out the following. If somebody dies, they're going to turn into those things. And if they turn into those things, you have to shoot them in the head. And for them, and, and if somebody dies, you have to set them on fire so they don't become one of those things. Yeah. And they also feast on the bodies of the people that died. So um, all of those things are going on, even though while the radio previously had said, stay indoors, lock down, wait it out. Now they're saying, get to these rescue stations. And they were just a bunch of different rescue stations popping yeah. up on the screen. And then it's like one, I think what they said it was in Willard or something like that. Some, uh, Some yeah. town named Willard. Go to rescue stations, seek medical attention. And they have that sick little girl downstairs. So they have to come up with an idea of like how they're going to get to the truck and how they're going to fill up the gas and then how so they're going to get gas to the rescue station. There's, there's gas pumps right outside, right, but, but they're how, locked. They don't have a key to them. Right. Um, there's a truck that can fit most of them. So they finally decide to work together. Finally, they team up. Yep. So here's, but what, it's, here's what's funny, though. They talk about like Ben not knowing how to use the gas pump. Well, they used to have, like, full-service gas stations back then. Was that just a part of it, like, hey, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but was that sort of like, hey, well, you know, you're black and you don't know how to use a gas pump? <laughs> well, no, because his character wasn't written to be a black man. Okay. They only, the only reason Ben was black was because they just liked him as an actor. The character, the character, and I feel is so strong and, and perfect because, you know, they wrote it for a white man. They wrote it for like 
you know, a Steve McQueen or something, <laughs> you know, they, that somebody was going to be the hero. Yeah. But then why it was just in general, forget about the person's color though. But all of a sudden, like, they're like, well, he doesn't know how to use the gas pump or uh, like. He's okay. So check this out. That's why he's, the, the uh, Johnny. No, not Johnny. The what's the other guy's name? Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Think about it this way. Move the color aside. He is in a suit aside from the jacket. He was in town for something. We don't know what it is, which we but we can assume it's something business related because he doesn't know the town. And he can hardly drive that pickup truck. Yeah, but right? why? What do you mean he can hardly drive it? Because he says, I can't handle that truck. Yeah, I guess okay? they and didn't then, have power steering back then. It was harder to drive those big ass I imagine vehicles. he was just a city guy who was a city, maybe a sales guy or something, traveling sales guy or something like that. Um Although he does have some skills, like he's able to board up a thing and he can shoot and he can fight. That can just be any man, really. Um, but no, it, I, I didn't find it to be because he's a black man. He doesn't know how to do a thing, uh, do a gas station thing. Um, like we saw Johnny from I Spit on Your Grave was a white guy. and He was the only one that knew how to handle the gas pumps. Right, right. I think about at this point in time in the movie, this is when they start making all those Maltel cocktails. Well, so let's share the plan. What's the plan? The plan is Mr. Cooper's going to go to the second floor and throw out these Molotov cocktails to distract the zombies. Yeah. Then Ben and Tommy are going to jump into the truck, drive to where the gas pumps are because suddenly Tommy found the key to the gas pumps. Um, and then they're going to pump up the gas, come back, load everybody in the car and make their way to Willard. Hmm. Sounds okay. like a decent plan. It was a decent plan. <laughs> um, until, what could go wrong? <laughs> well... So what happened was <laughs> Judy decides that she wants to go with them. Last minute, as they're running out, actually, they've already run out. So Mr. Cooper's upstairs and he's throwing Molotov cocktails and doing things that I didn't think he would be able to, you know, actually help. Um, ben and Tommy take the boardings off of the door and wait for Mr. Cooper to come downstairs as, you know, he's already thrown a few to lock the door, not to board it back up because they need to get right back in. Right. But to um, make sure that nothing gets in while they're doing their thing. Okay. They go out to the truck. Um, ben is shooting zombies and, and, and kicking butt as he does. And Tommy's supposed to get the car and, and start driving. Ben's supposed to jump in so they can make it to the gas pumps. Suddenly Judy's like, I'm coming with you. And she's like, Gets in the car. Yeah, and goes what an that. idiot. What an idiot. Okay. So they're they're driving over to the gas pumps. They're working the gas pumps, but then suddenly, oh, and they have a torch to try to get the zombies away. But then at some point, um Well, it was Tommy's dumbass is like trying to fill up the thing and he's like, I don't know, like the, the gas. The gas is, yeah, he was like spraying it all over the place. And then he like so, little trail of fire next to the, the yeah, <laughs> and then so Ben gets like this blanket from somewhere and starts putting out the fire, but then um, they drive off in the truck with uh, with Judy and Tommy because they're trying to get away from the gas pump, um, and then they right, try to jump out, and then Judy's jacket gets stuck. Right, the truck's on fire, and, and then it explodes. Boom! And their explosions in the '60s were so cool because it was just. The screen turns white. <laughs> All that was missing was the word boom on it. <laughs> um, so then Ben has to make his way back into the house. Uh, Mr. Cooper saw that everything was fucked, so he gets his ass back into the cellar, which is where Barbara, his wife, and his daughter were waiting because that was part of the plan. Keep them downstairs just in case. But he hears Ben come and knock on the door, 
And instead of opening it for him, he just is like looking at the door. Like, I don't know if I should let him in. I don't know if I should let him in. So finally, yeah, this is a front door. The front door. Yeah. And Ben kicks the fucking door in. Yeah. Cause he, and then he, he like, sees him like right there. Cause Mr. Cooper like locked it or whatever. Or closed well, so it he was him. supposed to lock the door. Right. So that nothing can get in. But not boarded up, and he's supposed to be there to let him in in case something happened. Right, and that's why he, he didn't let he, Ben he, in. And he he's like, screw that. So he's running back over to the basement door, and that's when Ben kicks the the uh-huh. actual door down. And then so um, because he kicked it down, Mr. Cooper and Ben board up the door, and then um, Ben punches him. <laughs> yeah, he punches him a few times. He's like, punk ass. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then, um, she goes upstairs, Ben punches him, whatever that happens. But then Barbara and Mrs. Cooper come upstairs because we're like, what the fuck's going on? And then, um, there's this just craziness that starts happening. And then zombies are starting to grab people through the vents. Right. Um, and then right, Mr. Co- Cooper is telling Mrs. Cooper, I just need that gun. And that's a shotgun that Ben has. Yeah. So in, in them trying to hold up the doors and everything, Ben drops the gun. Mr. Cooper gets it. Ben, at some point, you know, he he reinforces whatever the door, the window, and then gets the gun and shoots Mr. Cooper. Yeah, he shoots him. Bam, like right in the side, kind of the stomach area, whatever. So he's he's not like dead instantly, but he's uh, he he falls down into the basement again, where his sick daughter is, mm-hmm. and now by this time she's actually turned. And this is the thing that I I was expecting that was going to happen. So she's turned into well, We a... don't see that yet. We see that when Mrs. Cooper goes downstairs to check on her. And she sees that there's parts of her husband missing and sees her daughter there. Right. Okay, yeah, because Mr. Cooper's, like, trying to get to his daughter to maybe see her before he dies. And he's, like, crawling over and whatever. And he, like, kind of passes out right there. Mm-hmm. So... But the daughter, like... These zombies are fucking great. <laughs> she uses a tool. She uses, uh, what is it called? Um, a, like a spade. Like a spade, yeah. And hacks her mom to death. Yeah. So the entire Cooper family is dead. Good riddance. But, um, okay, so then the demise of Barbara. Barbara is helping hold everything closed with Ben. Like she's like snapped out of it and she's helping. And then, Finally. Um, and then <laughs> one of the... Uh, one of the boards that are holding the window closed um, comes, um, you know, comes out like it's broken. And then, she, you know, who we, who sticks his head in through the window is Johnny. And we know it's Johnny because he's wearing those gloves that he kept fussing with the entire time that we we saw his character alive. And she's like shocked. And Johnny takes her and then she disappears. Yeah, they just, she then, just gets pulled into the, the sea of zombies, never to be seen again. Yeah, and then Ben can't do anything about it at this point. So, and he turns around, he sees the little Cooper, but he, like, boards himself up into the um Yeah, into he, the like, basement. kicks the, oh, yeah, she comes up the stairs to mm-hmm. little, little Cooper, <laughs> little zombie Cooper. She comes up the stairs, but then he kind of sees her and is like, I oh, get the hell out of here and kicks her off or whatever. And he goes down into the basement where he didn't want to go, but it's the one and only last place he can go now. And he boards that thing up. It's like got three, um, three boards behind it. So it's completely, you know, secure or whatever. And 
he's just gonna have to ride it out what he yeah. didn't want to do seen, in the first place but. you see the house or the living room where they were um all these zombies just coming in and and yeah. and going towards and knocking on and, and scratching the wall where the door is it is at this point where we then see other people we see like a town over there's um this uh militia led by the sheriff who um is taking out zombies as they're going. And what they're doing is they're literally going in a line, like a search and rescue line, where there's, you know, a guy every few steps with a shotgun going through fields, going through cities, and just plugging them in the heads. Yeah. Um, and burning the bodies as they go along. Yeah. And um, they seem to be doing a pretty good job at it. Uh, they've cleared different cities, and they're working their way towards Willard or whatever it was. And then so they got the dogs, and the dogs are barking and, um, you know, running. Telling them where they are. Right. And that's where Ben wakes up the next morning, basically. So there's a helicopter that sees, that sh- that reports to the to the sheriff that there's a barn. Right. Or a farmhouse over there. So they're making their way over there, and then, you know, they're, they're killing the zombies as they see them. Um, and then that's when... Ben hears that something different is going on. Yeah, he and can so hear he the dogs makes... barking, and he can hear mm-hmm. it sh- he hears a couple gunshots too, because they shoot like one or two stray zombies, and he hears the gunshots. Yeah, he um makes his way out of the cellar. Yeah, but this is where he's kind of like dumb after all that stuff. Like he was super good at surviving. He knows that the like he was telling the guys earlier. Oh, you knew we weren't zombies because we were making noise or whatever. And now. You know, I mean, again, like he's going to go with a armed with a shotgun and he's, you know, he's holding it up, too, I think. And I think all, at that point, all they did was see movement in through the boards of the window. Yeah, but That's he's still went. holding the gun in an aggressive ma- manner, even though they didn't see it. He still has it in his he hand He does, that but way. I don't think that they shot him because they saw a gun because sure. that would show them that he's a person. Sure. They saw movement. They shoot Ben right yeah, in the head. Right in the head. And just when he's but the he last can... surviving member of this little group group he's dead yeah he's gone and that's the end of the movie yeah and i, I just felt like you know he could have used a little bit more wits he could have been like hey um i need help, help. yeah mm-hmm. something like that but instead boom he's done Psh, falls to the ground that's it another one dead and they move on and that's when the credits roll and then if you actually notice when the credits roll they have like these like meat hooks that they're dragging drag the, the body. body. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of controversial at the very end. Not, I mean, well, they maybe didn't they mean had... it in that way, but like that, I think that's why they showed it in pictured segments in the credits rather than them actually putting that scene in the movie. Because I, I don't think that, I mean, it might have gotten a lot of heat at that time, but a couple years later, 10, 20 years later, it probably would have got a lot more heat if they were dragging a black man with meat hooks. Well, it wasn't just him. It was everybody they were dragging. With sure, him. but they only showed him they in the had, scenes at the end. They actually had, initially, a lynching uh, of the uh, of all the zombies. But, you know, when they, they, they decided to go against it because they hired a yeah. black actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then everybody, there, there was talk that there's a lot of uh, social commentary about racism in this movie. Um, but a lot of it may have just been accidental or coincidental, serendipitous, <laughs> because they cast Ben as, um, I don't know, the actor who plays Ben. That's racist. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not good with names, really. Um, I, did I tell you a story about it when I introduced myself to the same person six times? And at that time, she's like, Heidi, I know I've met you already. No, I'm not that, that great with that, names. That's also faces, though. Yeah. You're names, not... faces. I can't. 
I can't. <laughs> it's not it's not my strong suit. But if you ask me what FDA regulations are, I could probably tell you. <laughs> um, so it was all, I, I feel, just very coincidental. Um, it also was the 60s where there was just that stuff everywhere. Like, we don't see a black member of the militia. Yeah, that's true. You know, and but the, but there are, um, you know, there's a lot of things we don't see. We literally see Barbara, Ben, the Coopers, the teens, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and zombies. So I liked it. Um, I just feel, I feel like that in some ways the, the context of it, um, where it's, you know, in cinema history, where it came out, like that stuff means a lot, you know, because when sometimes we just watch older movies, you know, you don't think about like, Oh, well, why was this so special or what at the time or what was, what, you know, set it apart from all the other movies or whatever. And I guess at first glance, you just think it's like, oh, it's just a black and white zombie movie. But then you realize that this one actually was a pivotal movie in, you know, the history of, of the horror genre. Um, so, it, yeah, I'm interested in seeing the remake and seeing a couple of the others, too. Um, you know, the, the sequels. Because, again, this is one of those ones where I kept thinking, like, I think I've seen this before. My, you know, I know the name, of course, whatever, but I hadn't seen it. So I'm glad I watched it. I know you like it. You're a big fan about it. Is there anything else about the movie you want to include? Is there anything like tidbits or trivia that you know about it? I mean, not anything more than most people can find online, especially nowadays. But the um, we don't ever find out exactly why the zombies turn. Um there was mention of a satellite coming yeah, back from Venus yeah. that was carrying way too much radiation, <laughs> but it was never validated that yeah. that is the reason. Right. And that was when the, the whole space... It's not the umbrella virus. Right. That's when the whole space race thing was big and stuff like that, too. So everybody was trying to get to the moon and they're all... I remember one line in the movie they made, uh, uh, why would uh, NASA scientists be so interested in, in uh, I don't know, they, things that happen on earth or whatever it was. I forgot how they worded it. Oh, that, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there was were... a time that they went to interview those scientists to see if it had anything to do with the mass murderers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy the movie. I think. Um, oh, I was going to ask you. So in the remake, is the main, is Ben the main character? Is he? Okay. So in the remake, there's a Ben. Yeah. But there's um, a stronger Barbara. Is Ben also African-American? Yes. Oh, he is. Yeah. And Barbara is, um, in the remake, it's like super original, very like respectful. Like she's, I think, covered from the neck down kind of thing. But she's like she a fucking more, badass. Oh, she's more useful at least? She's more useful. Um, she carries a shotgun and oh. it's pretty cool. So wait, isn't Bing Rames in one of these movies? He's in Dawn of the Dead from like 2000. So it goes Night of the Dead, then I don't know the day, I don't know the um, then Dawn. You don't know the order. I don't know the order, but Bing <laughs> Rames is in one. And it is one. Bing Rames is in one, and I love Bing Rames. Not not just for this reason, but you know, in addition to the fact that he played Nasty Nate in Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a bonus episode on Con Air. <laughs> Wait, that's not a horror movie. I'm just trying to sneak that in here. I mean, it has some horror elements. Mm, 
It has Dave Chappelle in it. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene where um, the Steve Buscemi character is singing with that little girl in that abandoned pool, and suddenly it cuts something else and cuts back to them, and there's that teacup that's turned over and the little girl is missing. That part's scary. Scary, but not horror. <sighs> God damn it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like that was, you wouldn't consider Taken, which is about a ch- kidnapping and, you know, uh, that. I would slave, consider that a documentary. Uh, sex slavery. You, it, oh, you consider it a documentary? But it's not a horror movie. You know, Liam Neeson could kick everybody's ass. Maybe. He has a certain set of skills. He does. He's like Chuck Norris. <laughs> He's like this generation's Chuck Norris. Yeah. He was a Jedi once. He was, see? I'm telling you. Yeah. So, did. Chuck Norris beat up Bruce Lee, or was it the other way around? Who won? No. (laughs) Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm just kidding. Um, Anyways. (laughs) I lost my train of thought. And then Chuck Norris was in Dodgeball. (laughs) And at the end of Dodgeball, uh, Ben Stiller goes, Fuck you, Chuck Norris, because he gives him the thumbs up to do a rematch or a sudden death or whatever. (laughs) Anyway. Back yeah, to horror movies. Back to horror movies. Um, you asked me if I liked the movie. Well, I know I you liked it. Oh, go ahead. Tell me what your answer is. I like the movie so much because it has very real elements. Um, I, I mentioned this before. People respond to drop to people respond to trauma differently. You can never. There's like this whole chaos around how you react. Nobody is going to react in the same way, um, and that's exactly what happened here. Nobody reacted the same way to the zombies coming. Nobody knew exactly what to do as far as how to survive. Um, But they did the best they could. Very real elements. Whether it was zombies, whether it was a storm, whether it was earthquakes, you don't know how you're going to react. And all you can do is keep your wits about you, have um, a plan, and then just, you know, do your best to get shit done. Or at least prepare for it so that other people can get shit done. Because not everybody's going to be useful in a catastrophic event. Mm. Um, I I definitely like the movie because it is very real to that. Take away the the zombies and let's say there's like a pack of tigers outside. Those people would probably react the exact same way. Yeah. It's um, not just the tigers though. But I mean, in real, I don't know, realistically speaking, zombies could be a real thing. Like it more so than maybe ghosts or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say now because you now mean, I think they're about more it, plausible, more plausible. Maybe well, like, so this is going to sound stupid probably, but resident evil had the umbrella virus and they were trying to do super soldiers and super soldiers is something that goes on through different movie genres in all of history of movies, uh, people trying to make stronger and Hitler actually tried to do those things. Um, and there are a lot of, different it's our cia try to do those different things but i'll go into my conspiracy theories later um there's definitely something in there there's definitely something that we can at some point say shit this is happening for real um probably not to the extremes that hollywood shows us but what was that guy on bath salts a few years ago who ate somebody's face yeah that, that's that was like in miami or something too actually but yeah, yeah. In the state of florida uh, uh, yeah uh, but, but so but, things like that happen so whether if we're talking about zombies whether it's cannibalism that exists whether it's people who are just deadheads and don't have a response to you know, just societal norms, that's already existing. Um, Whether it's people who don't respond to pain, for example, 
um, that exists too. Yeah. You know, so uh, if you have something like all together, all of those things, there you go. You have a zombie in every genre. Um, a dead body reanimating, like the facts are you need, um, <laughs> you need blood pumping, you need oxygen in and out, and you need um, caloric intake. So if wow, you're, you're, you're getting all scientific on me. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I said three words, but I can't say three words. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at colonic intake. Not colonic. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's explore this conversation. Let's explore this Freudian slip over here. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Caloric intake. Calor <laughs> Talking that's about what, food you eat yeah, that's <laughs> to what <I> create meant. <laughs> energy. <laughs> that's what I meant. Sponsored by Colonics R Us. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's certain kinds of quote zombie features. Um, then there's the voodoo zombies that were before Romero's undead thing. There were other movies that were zombies. Um, were there? So like this original like Jamaican Inn. Jamaican Inn is an old classic horror movie. Um, and there it's um zombies but they're voodoo they're like haitian voodoo or something or i guess jamaican but then are <laughs> they the dead coming back to life no they're people in a trance like that's a what trance, i'm saying right, yeah. yeah they're people in a trance and then they're doing things that they wouldn't normally do because of their trans like the transient so transient that's not the word did, but there's the state that they're in so did romero like in a sense, re well, because that's what I mean. If it's not a trance like state, did Romero kind of birth the idea of the dead coming back to life, or is that well, no, because him? Frankenstein's monster came mm. back to life, he was dead, right? Came, that's why my but post today, would nobody you consider him a zombie, uh, Frankenstein's monster, yeah. Mm, I don't know, because I mean, he's technically undead, yeah, he was reanimated <laughs> here's something you might appreciate i was listening to another podcast that has to do with movies which one <laughs> how it's made how did this get made how right. did this get how it's made is that awesome show that teaches you how to make crayons wait that was mr rogers neighborhood <laughs> um but you know that's how i learned how to make fiberglass so one of the more recent episodes they were reviewing uh van helsing Mm -hmm. And um, I never seen that movie, but you know, it's like vampires, right? Right, yeah, yeah. But so I guess they also have Frankenstein's monster in the movie. Well, they this was one of those episodes that was actually done in front of a live audience, so um, they had like you know special guests. I think Seth Rogen was one of the guests on there. But anyways, Seth Rogen. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, Pineapple uh -huh. Express. Yeah. Anyways, the point is that I'm trying to make is that they keep talking about Frankenstein and many, many times they just keep saying Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, uh -uh. Frankenstein's monster probably, mm -hmm. right? And then there's one person who actually, you know, they ask, I have a Adam? question. No. What do you mean, Adam? Go ahead. I'll they you. have a question and answer segment sometimes. So there's a, you know, the room full of audience members. There's one person who actually references him as Frankenstein's monster. And I don't know. I just thought it was a funny tidbit. They're like, oh, how do you appreciate that? I appreciate that. that. <laughs> but I, so some people, so in some, some stories, because, you know, they've done Frankenstein 
over and over again. Uh, they reference him as Adam because he was creation. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Also, you might appreciate this because you kind of like it when I'm an asshole to people. Um, I went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal one year with uh, Marisol. And um, I got pulled aside um, to ask questions, of, you know, to, to give them kind of some feedback. And, oh, Horror Nights? You yeah. mean like a survey? Yeah, but they pulled me into this other room. That and sucks. Like, That's like taking away from the mood of the moment. No, I was already leaving. They caught oh. me on the way out. And still, you got to stay there longer. I would have hated it. <laughs> Please shut up. It's like they tell me, <laughs> what was the survey about? Never mind. No, I want to hear it. So, uh, I'm leaving Horror Nights um, sufficiently scared, I thought. And on the way out, somebody pulls me aside and they're like, hey, do you want to take a survey? And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I got so many complaints about this, right? <laughs> and so I sit down with the person and they're like, okay, well, what did you like? And, and finally, they're like, so what notes do you have? And I'm like, okay, first of all, you have Frankenstein's monster out there labeled Frankenstein. You need to fix that. It's Frankenstein's monster. And they're like, oh, my God, we did. And they had no fucking clue that they had done that. I don't know if they fixed it yet or not. But because they had all the universal monsters, you know, um, and they had just... And they had their names, but then he had Frankenstein. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but I also tell, told them that the guts in one of the scenes in one of the mazes, they were too dry. They needed to be a little bit more moist looking. Um, that you can see through one little uh, slit in the wall that somebody was coming. So I gave them like a lot of interesting critiques that they probably hadn't considered. Gotcha. You know, up until I met you, I always just thought it was Frankenstein. So it's not just... I'm just saying that I guess for people who just really haven't dug deep and really either read the book or watched the classic movies, like I grew up a product of the 80s, you know, adolescent of the 90s. And I definitely know who Frankenstein is as a monster, but I didn't realize that he was Frankenstein. But, but see, that's what I'm saying. I know that there's a Dr. Frankenstein. I'm alive. It's alive. It's alive. And I get that. But in my head, everything I've ever seen with that image of that monster has always just been Frankenstein. So the Universal or whoever just didn't hammer the point across to the idiots like myself who just, you know, well, didn't really watch the old classic, I guess. I don't think it's like, what, like you know, idiots like myself. I think it's just people don't think about it. It's easy, it's easy, everybody has a name. Frankenstein's monster doesn't have a name. Yeah, I get it. But that's what I'm saying. And we just always named him Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, um, so like I remember this old movie that um, I don't know if you remember or not, but it was called The Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I don't remember. They just always call him Frankenstein. And if there was like cartoon characters or whatever, like I always just remember people, you know, Frankenstein. Like, I don't ever remember anybody else really saying Frankenstein's monster or whatever. So I think it's maybe like a, uh, the, the true fans, you know, like yourself, who just keep it real and want to make sure that, that <laughs> that's not overshadowed. But um, Well, it's very important to make sure that your characters have names. And, you know, it seems very basic, but do you remember when we did Mandy? And I kept referring to Red as Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. Well, because right. Red's name, Red's never identified as Red unless right. you're reading the credits. Yeah. So, um, you know, I kept, I'm going to keep calling him Nicolas Cage every time I talk about Mandy, the movie. 
But I think it's also very important that he didn't have a name. I think it adds something to it because you're like, it's monster. It's it's not a full person. It's it's um somebody. It's just something. Right. Well, we're getting off the zombie topic and we're talking about other Are stuff we? now. It's undead. And you're right. You're <laughs> right. Undead. But yeah. Anyways, to recap, as far as Night of the Living Dead is concerned, it. Uh, I'm glad I watched it now, and I'm glad I was able to enjoy it, knowing what it what it was. As a movie, I think that if I would have seen it when I was younger at the time, I probably would have overlooked it just because to me, it seemed like it was old black and white. It was, you know, whatever I see. The thing is also like those, they don't really scare me and a lot of movies don't. But as a kid, sometimes things obviously would have a much more horrific impact. Well, I shared the story with the guy at the at the at the movie last night. Um, we were talking about Vincent Price and how he only had this one Vincent Price movie. And um, and I was talking to him about, well, you know, I've been, teach- I've been teaching my kids about old school horror for a long time. And in fact, my, ch- my son, when he was about six or seven, had a big, was a big, big fan of Vincent Price, you know, because he watched House on Haunted Hill. But he thought it was a comedy, you know, and it, it you know, the special effects were definitely different. And um but there's a lot to say about the way people acted before. Have you ever seen um, Sunset Boulevard? I go there all quite often. Have you ever seen the movie Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> uh-uh. All right. So in Sunset Boulevard, it's... I've seen Mulholland Drive. Yeah, not the same thing. <laughs> the movie and the street. <laughs> Sorry, I'll cut that out. Victory. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. Um, Sunset Boulevard is a movie about this. Well, it, it's a good movie. Everybody should watch it. It's uh, about this aging actress who was in silent films um, and how she's being pushed out because now there's movies with sound, you know, modern movies at that time. And um, she talks about how the movies that she was in, you know, she didn't have to speak. She was just super expressive with her eyes. Like, I need you to look at me when I'm doing this. So, you know, with her eyes. So anytime that she had to convey an emotion, um, she just used her, her eyes, she used her, her, her <laughs> you know, physical attributes. It's amazingly you know, translated over podcasts for the people there, but I'm yeah. making these weird faces at Stefan and he thinks I'm having a stroke. For all the <laughs> listeners out there, she's giving me the evil eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Not> regularly. <laughs> but um, the same thing goes here. It, it's about what's not shown, right? That mm. can be scary. We don't see, except for the one scene where we do see them eating the charred remains of the two teenagers that were blown up in the truck. We don't see much gore in this movie. Um, like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we don't see the meat hook in the back of the girl who gets hung. We think we see it. We feel the pain in her back. We cringe, but we don't actually see that. So there's a lot um, in these older horror movies that kind of lead you to think that these things are happening without actually showing them. Maybe because the special effects weren't there at the time. Fine. But they yeah. had to work around it. Right, that's and part I of it. And I enjoy these movies. Um, 
just as much as I enjoy current movies. The way they set the movie up, it makes you emotionally invested in the movie and you want to see what happens. You want to yeah. see where it goes and you want to see what's happening to the characters you love. This movie, A Night of the Living Dead, the, the original script called for Barbara to be one of the last survivors. It didn't happen that way. But I was rooting for Barbara to snap out of it and stop being a little bitch, you know? Yeah. I guess for me, again, like, I just, you know, there's... I, I Like you were saying, like, you know, um, with House on Haunted Hill being interpreted as a comedy, like, to me, that's sort of what horror movies are to me. They're like an extension of comedy. Like, I think it's funny to see... Human suffering. I think we need to get you evaluated. <laughs> I mean, it's not about the human suffering. It's like the the way that the movie is depicted. It's either has to do with the acting, the special effects, the over the top scenarios. Um, well, for or movies whatever. like Army of Darkness that we saw last night, absolutely yeah. groovy, right? right. Um, there's some elements there, but sometimes maybe horror movies put in a little bit of. Uh, of this extra to kind of take away from the intensity. Um, so we, when we watched High Tension, as an example, that movie had my heart beating the whole time. And um, it's one of those movies you can only watch once because once you know the ending, you're like, oh, fuck, it's like the sixth sense. But it had my heart pumping the entire time. But then other movies that are similarly as scary, they throw in boobs and teenagers fucking and comedy, like just... A little, a little off joke here and joke there to kind of lessen the tension. I feel, <laughs> and I think that works well. I think that, and I think that there can be com- comedy, comedic elements in every movie. That doesn't have to be only a one hundred percent serious. Like no, it's not I, yeah, the others yeah, for sure. I got you. It's just one of those things. Like I said, when if I watched it at a certain point in time, I probably wouldn't have appreciated Night of the Living Dead as much, just because. I know more what it's about now. I know what it, you know, that's what I mean. Sometimes you have to see them in succession and know that we went from Mary Poppins to <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, you know? And then it's like, oh, okay. To you know, here, the same director did not. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way about music. Like a lot of people o- overlook the fact on how revolutionary Pink Floyd was. They were using equipment and, um, Uh, You know, they were using um, actual modulation and oscillators and all these different things to manipulate sound and music before other people were doing that. So nowadays we got keyboards and synthesizers and everybody's digital audio and and people are sampling stuff and, you know, just making loops out of things on GarageBand or whatever. And Pink Floyd actually did it when they had to, like, cut the tape together and make their own loops and and count things it's just like they were revolutionary for their time a lot of people don't realize that because if you just get into them now you don't realize what it was like back you then. don't understand the impact that right. they've made on society right they were one of the first band they're probably the first band to actually have any type of major light show um or visuals behind their music um, because part part of which because they teamed up with um, a guy who was doing movies and visuals and light shows, um, so they, they kind of collaborate and work together. But that's what I'm saying. Like people weren't doing that; they were just music, play the music or whatever. And then Pink Floyd kind of came along and added this extra element of light and and sound and everything that kind of blended together and stuff like that. Right. So Pink Floyd is like George Romero. You're saying maybe. 
I can dig it. Yeah. Um, I do what I want when I want. Dig it or get the or fuck off. God yeah. damn it, I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'm glad we watched this um, rendition, and I'm actually going to follow up and watch the remake as well. Um, because I'm interested now. I I, I want to see. There were a lot of differences in the remake and and yeah. the original. Tom Savini is fucking brilliant too. I love that man. Yeah. Well, knowing that you know he's he's, um, you know also somebody very you know he's like a student of the art. You know. Absolutely. He, yeah. He's From, uh, what is it? Special effects or makeup? Yeah. Makeup. Especially yeah. he started off with you know like he's done so many significant scenes. I think where you know his props and his special effects um you know um in tons of movies you know and it's a it's one of those things where it's like now him actually graduating to that level where he's going to remake a movie you know i'm interested to see what his take on it is absolutely i love that man yeah i like his gun in from dust till dawn <laughs> <laughs> oh we should add that one to the list yeah maybe and watch George Clooney with a neck tattoo. Oh, sorry. I was thinking more like Salma Hayek. With a giant That's snake. That's a gay in me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Salma Hayek with a giant snake. No, I can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, anything else? Any closing remarks on this movie? Um, just, I, I think if this is your first time venturing into a zombie movie, why not start with... Night of the Living Dead. You can see you can see where it was born and and you know definitely will take you along the journey as we continue to move uh higher and higher up the um evolutionary ladder on zombie movies. Horror season's coming up, so there's gotta be some zombie movies that's gonna come out. If not on the theater, Netflix usually releases a bunch of movies, and that's usually pretty fun. Mm. I heard they're resurrecting Chucky. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get considered to zombies since they're bringing him back to life? The thing is, he's more of like a cult. Yeah. Like, he was transferred over through some voodoo magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Ever since I, I was chased through, not chased, but like followed by six foot ch- Chucky dolls at Universal Studios, I'm not really that scared about it. It's not, doesn't do it for me mm. anymore. But Mark Hamill's doing the voice. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. That's probably the only reason why I would possibly watch it. Um, just to support him. <laughs> I'll get my seven bucks. I, th- I had seen in the uh, trailer that there's something having to do with like the like an Alexa type of app that controls like all the the devices in the home or whatever. Oh. Yeah, there's some spin-off on that that has to do with I don't know, maybe like Chucky gets controlled by like a app or something like that. Isn't that like um Hal in um two thousand one a space odyssey? Well, he's artificial intelligence. He's like an actual computer that can think, but Is that what you're saying though? Or is oh, somebody's using the app? Yeah, no, I get it. Like Alexa could be considered like a cheap version of Hal. But I'm just saying that... Alexa's actually pretty fucking advanced. Uh, I don't know. I used to have one until I got, you know, yeah, I don't too know. many ads that I just... I hadn't even talked about it. I just thought about them and suddenly I had the ad. So Yeah, I don't <laughs> trust that bitch. <laughs> My Amazon dot is, you know, in the trash somewhere. This is a great episode. And uh, I think that we can go ahead and wrap this up and 
Get ready for the next one. What's on the list? Or actually, we should, we could do a podcast about uh, Army of Darkness as we just watched that last night. Maybe. 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 Maybe we go back and watch Evil Dead first. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Army of Darkness was great, but I really do want to make sure we watch them at least have some backup background. And I'd like to have those fresh in my mind. Yeah. So I don't know what we're doing next week. I'm not sure. We do have... Um, a girl walks alone at night that we have to return to Netflix. <laughs> so we should probably watch that. But um, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll announce it later this week. <laughs> I don't know. We have a lot of options. We have. Um, I just bought Santa Sangre yesterday, which was a great fucking find. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we just watched a, a few more movies. Um, so I don't know. I have a lot of options to think about. Um, but, uh, you know. Check out our social media. We are on pretty much every platform and we'll announce what movie we're doing for next week's episode later this week. Cool. That sounds like Be a Be on the lookout. Also, check out our website where you can see the list. If yeah. you have one that you want us to do that's not on the list, send us an email or fill out the contact form online and we'll add it to the list. Um, you can email us directly at icecreamparlor.podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> Got your back, homie. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> All right. So that's a wrap. All right. Thanks a lot for coming back. We really appreciate you listening. Yep. And we appreciate everyone who has uh, given to the podcast. Uh, it allows us to stay motivated for sure. And um, we'll continue to bring you more episodes each week. Absolutely. I do have an online book club if you guys want. I'm currently reading American Psycho and it is fucking insane. So hit me up if you want to be a part of that. Um, what's the email again? Icecreamparlor.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. So we'll we'll see. You. We'll we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead. That and, was my uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Wasn't it good? It was great. It was great. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, don't forget that shotgun over there. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> don't forget the machete that I accidentally put yeah. over there. Grab those bullets too, by the way. I think a machete would be... We'll talk about this later when we do more zombie movies, but a machete is definitely the weapon that you want to have. Maybe. No sound. Yeah. Or a long staff with like a... Ba you know, blade like a or bayonet. Ba yeah, something you know, that you could, you need distance a too. Sticker. A distance. You need like a pole with like a tie the machete to the pole. <laughs> you know, it would be great. Vaccines. Yeah. Not to get political. <laughs> Vaccines. Maybe what? What about? Um, we didn't talk about why zombies don't eat eat each other. Right? Zombies don't eat each other because it's dead flesh. Yeah, but don't in, Re in Resident Evil they. Don't eat each other because it's dead flesh. It's no. rotted flesh. I feel like there's a zombie dead. eating a zombie in Resident Evil somewhere. That's like autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> zombie uh, zombie cannibalism. It's like auto cannibalism. That I don't know. That doesn't sound good. Nope. Hey, you hungry? Absolutely. All right, let's go eat. All right then. Okay, bye. Bye.